Welcome to the Red Conrad's Bonus Podcast. I'm your host, Red Conrad of redconrad.com. If you enjoy the, this podcast, please consider becoming a monthly subscriber by clicking on the link or the button in the description of this podcast. All donations will keep this podcast up and running, as well as go to, towards our wellness fund, which you can read more about at redconrad.com. Or you can alternatively go to paypal.me slash R-E-V-D-R-R-E-D and leave a donation in any amount there as well. Now on to the show. Hello everybody. There's a good possibility that you know somebody whether it be a friend or family member or a co-worker that's an alcoholic or maybe you're an alcoholic I know uh, throughout my life I've known several of them one of my old bosses was an, was an alcoholic raging alcoholic um, then there's my uh, grandparents were alcoholics my mom was an alcoholic it, what everybody doesn't seem to understand is they think they think that the alcoholic is that way on purpose. Uh, for instance, if <clears throat> your parents are an alcoholic or your spouse is an alcoholic, you probably think that they're choosing to be that way, and that they don't necessarily realize the damage. That they're doing to the relationship they have with you. And that's not entirely the case. Alcoholism has destroyed a lot of parent-child relationships and marriages. Because the non-alcoholic of the relationship viewed it as self-destructive behavior on the alcoholic's part. That the alcoholic chose to do. That they chose to be that way. And that's not always necessarily the case. There's a lot of different reasons why somebody might become an alcoholic. <clears throat> now, I'm a former alcoholic myself, and as I do say former alcoholic, because I don't believe Alcoholics Anonymous with this nonsense that once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. I've, I haven't had a drink in close to a decade. I don't have the urge to drink. I've got alcohol sitting in my refrigerator right now. It's been sitting there for years. Um, usually when I have beers in there, one of my friends that drinks will come by and drink them for me. And then I just put more, a bit more in there, some, uh, or a wine cooler or whatever. We'll go back in the fridge again. And it'll sit there until a friend stops by that happens to be a drinker. Asks if you can have it. They usually get it. And then I put it back. <clears throat> These particular drinks have been in there for, for years. Mainly because most of my friends drink beer, not, um wine coolers and I think I have a wine cooler in there right now but I don't have the urge to drink I, it's just there just to be there you know what I mean <clears throat> kind of like a cigarette smoker who's quitting smoking but they keep a close pack of cigarettes on the nightstand <clears throat> it's not there for them to smoke exactly it's there so that the option is there they could they want to you know what I mean <clears throat> and it makes it easier to quit <clears throat> so anyways I don't have the urge to drink anymore. I haven't had a drink in close to a decade. I don't view myself as an alcoholic still. 
I was one. And I was only an alcoholic for a couple of years. It wasn't really all that long in my life. <clears throat> but people become alcoholics for different reasons. It could be genetics. It could be um, them trying to deal with a hard time. Or it could be how they cope with depression or high stress. Uh, for example, um, part of my alcoholism is genetic. Because like I said, it goes to my grandparents, my mom, me. <clears throat> Uh, now I couldn't tell you why my grandparents were alcoholics I don't know nobody nobody in, in on my mom's side of the family really spoke about their past or the family's past most of what I know about the family's past comes from my great grandmother that passed away about 11 years ago now but most of what I know of the family's history comes from her and, well, particularly her and my great-grandfather's past. <clears throat> Anything more current, I don't really know. My family, my mom's side of the family doesn't want to talk about that kind of stuff. So I couldn't tell you what happened that made my grandparents start to drink or abuse drinking. I don't see a problem with having an alcoholic beverage at dinner, Okay. I don't see a problem with that at all. <clears throat> if you want to have a beer or a glass of wine with your dinner, <clears throat> by all means. I do see a problem, however, when you're drinking every single day. You're having multiple drinks a day. And you start drinking at like noontime or earlier. That's when I will say that you have a problem. Okay, now, when it comes to my mom, I can't say for 100% why I know she started drinking or why she was an alcoholic but I can say that it was more than likely well I began after she married my dad alright before that I know she was a partier but I can't really say if she was an alcoholic back then or not I don't know but the reason why I'm suggestive that suggesting that it might have started with my dad is because my dad made our home environment very stressful. I'm constantly walking on eggshells. <coughs> when he's home, he was either yelling and screaming about something or sleeping. And if he was sleeping, you did not want to wake him up. And when he woke up to get ready to go to work, he did not want to get in his way. Yeah, literally... It was almost like being in the military. Make a hole. Any of you that were in the military know what you want to make a hole means, right? <clears throat> Basically, get out of his way. Clear a path. When it neared Tom, he was supposed to, he was expected to be home. Everybody ran for, for the hills. If it was still early in the day, a lot of us went out looking for our friends. And it was later in the day, we ran to our rooms... And hid in our rooms and hope to God he didn't have anything to, that he wanted to say to us or have any reason to, to come finding us to yell at us. Alright. Now if he had come home and just vented about work a little bit and then you know sat down with us and ate with us, maybe watched you with us, played some games outside with us, no no normal things. 
it probably would have been so bad. But he didn't do that. I'm not saying that he's still like that today. He is a lot better. Me and my father do have a, a lot healthier relationship now. And <clears throat> from what I understand, most of my family does now. But growing up, home life was extremely stress- stressful. <clears throat> so that could be why my mom started drinking. And she did a good job at hiding it too. Um, I don't think I was... 15 or 16 when I finally discovered how bad it was. I mean, I knew she was drinking beers later on in the day. <clears throat> but about 15, 16, I started noticing that she's in the morning, first thing in the morning, there's morning cup of coffee. She's reaching underneath the cabinet where the kitchen towels and whatnot were. And she's pulling out bottles of alcohol and spiking her coffee. And she's basically drinking all day. And uh, from what I understand, what I heard, I didn't witness it because my mom, and pa- my parents got divorced. All right, a few years after their divorce, I moved to uh, Florida, a thousand miles away from my family. So I, I didn't witness what I heard happen, but I heard that at a party um, for one of her friends' daughters, I think it was, which was actually. A friend of my sister's. She got drunk beyond drunk. Like there was her normal drink drunkenness, and then there was this. So imagine somebody who's like they're a drunkard, okay, but they can function. They can still talk to you. They can manage to drive their vehicle down the road and not get into an accident. You know the, the normal functioning drunk. On this particular day, she was so drunk, she literally fell down the stairs, and my sister was in tears. And according to her, she's never seen my mom that bad. And I know she wasn't that bad when I was still living up in New York. And growing up, I don't remember her being that bad. Um, I don't think she's still that bad, though, because she doesn't sound like she's drinking anymore when I talk to her. Might be because of her new boyfriend. <clears throat> I don't know. The bottom line is whether I'm right about why she started abusing alcohol or not. <clears throat> that matter is there's the possibility that she didn't choose to be an alcoholic. She didn't choose to abuse the alcohol. It was her way of coping with the situation. Growing up, coping with my dad, and all, and all the and the extremely stressful home environment. So, if you know somebody who's an alcoholic, they didn't choose to abuse the alcohol. Whether they realize what they're doing to your relationship or not, they they, they don't they didn't choose that. All right. So yes, it is putting strain on your relationship, whether you're the parent, spouse, or child of an alcoholic. <clears throat> they don't mean to put that strain on the on the relationship. There is strain on that relationship, no doubt. But whether they realize that or not, they don't intend 
to harm the relationship in any way. They're trying to deal with the problem. Now, if you, then this is where more people go wrong. When they're trying, when somebody tries to help out the alcoholic, and they try to push on them what's happening to the relationship, what they're doing to their liver, this, that. And that's the wrong approach. You want to find out what happened that caused them to start drinking in the first place. Is it a bad marriage? Is it the fact that they might have maybe they lost their job? Um, could have been a car accident. Maybe they lost a child. And if you're the oldest child, you don't know if there was one before you that they lost or an only child. You don't know if there was one before you that that they lost. Or maybe you were only a year or so old, and they lost another one that you just don't remember. You were too young to remember. But it could it could be anything. A lost child, a loss loss of a loved one, loss of a job. Maybe the house burnt down, and that they had to go out now buy buy you guys another house. You know, it's all, it could be any number of things that just threw them over the top, and they don't know how to how to deal with it. They don't want to want to talk to you about it because they don't want to have that issue strain the relationship they don't want to go to a counselor about it because they don't want to be told that they're crazy so they turn to alcohol it's really no different than somebody who turns to drugs to cope it's an escape if you want to if you want to Help the alcoholic. What you gotta do is find out what the cause of the drinking is, and help them cope with whatever the cause was. And then you can, in turn, not help them stop drinking. Because <clears throat> one, if they're able to deal with whatever the cause was, if they're able to deal with that, they won't need the alcohol no more. They won't have to run from it or hide from it because you're helping them deal with it. Number one. Number two, they'll now be able to realize they actually have a problem. <clears throat> Whereas before, they might not they might not have been willing to realize it. Even if subconsciously they did. Or to themselves, they admitted that they got a problem. But they didn't want to admit it to you. Because they're trying to be strong for you. Especially if it's your parent. They're trying to be strong for you. So they're not going to tell you or admit to you when they have a problem. <clears throat> but if you can help, if you can find out what's, what the cause was, whether it was a lost job, lost child, car accident, you know, whatever the cause was, and you help them deal with that, now they'll be able to... They'll, 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 now that understanding that you understand... And that you're not going to look down on them for admitting that they have a problem and they need help. And I'm not saying that, you know, you got to send them to AA meetings or counseling, whatever. Just just simply talking with you. It should be all the help that they need. You've now helped them through the cause of the drinking. So now you can help them through the drinking. Just to stop drinking. 
when the desire is gone and they realize they have have an issue, they're not going to need any outside help other than you to help them stop. And if they've been if they've been an alcoholic for long enough, where it's become kind of habitual, where they feel that they might not need it anymore, if they can deal with whatever the event was that caused them to drink in the first place, but let's say <clears throat> they're just used to having a drink at a certain time. This happens and then it's immediately followed by a drink. And they feel that even though they don't need it as a way to cope anymore, they, they're, they're still going to be wanting to pick up that drink at that moment. I actually have a product that can help. If you go to happy redconrad.com you're looking at you're looking for the Xanthamax Xanthamax on happy.redconrad.com is actually made from the Xanthahumol which is found in hops which as you know is one of the main ingredients in beer and other some other alcoholic beverages so if they take a Xanthamax every day They'll be getting the same mental benefits that they're looking for from the alcohol, only they won't be drunk. They'll be they'll they'll remain in the right on the right side of the mind, in their right mind, I should say. <clears throat> they'll be able to think clearly, and they'll be able to function <clears throat> in normal society, whether. You know, it's just their home life now because they're retired or if they have a job or looking for work, they'll be able to better perform at work or find work because now they're all clear-headed. They don't reek of alcohol. Their mind is calm because you're getting the benefits without the drunkenness. And the Xanthahumol is actually known to be able to help a lot of addicts that are addicted to several different things to be able to quit those addictions. As a matter of fact, it's helping me quit quitting uh, cigarettes. So again, that's happy.redconrad.com and you're looking for the Xanthamax. <clears throat> or you can simply go to redconrad.com and click on no uh, happy products in the menu. And you're looking for the Xan- for the Xanthamax. <coughs> There's one Xanthamax a day. <coughs> Is all you need or the alcoholic needs <coughs> to help them get rid of that urge to drink. But they're still going to need a support system. And that's where you come into play. You are the support system. You're going to help them. Get past whatever the causing event was. Of their drinking. You're going to help them deal with that. 
and you're going to help them get get past the alcoholism. And if need be, you're going to introduce them to um, Dentamax, which, like I said, is an all-natural supplement that will allow them to um, be clear-minded, fully functional, and fight that urge to drink. Like I said, it's helping me quit smoking. It's helped several others quit other addictions. It's pretty good stuff. Um, not to mention all of the all the other health benefits of the Zentamax. And you're actually going to be helping the alcoholic get healthy. Period. By introducing them to this product and getting them to stop. Abusing alcohol. Just uh, <clears throat> I want all of you that are listening to this to please pass this episode of this podcast on, because my people that live with alcoholics now the misperception that, that the alcoholic chooses to be that way, and is choosing to destroy the relationship, and then they wind up leaving the alcoholic. Whether it's a parent, a spouse, whatever the relationship may be. And that really only makes matters worse for the alcoholic. So if you're with an alcoholic, especially if it's a parent or if your child, you know, that kind of relationship, you don't want to cut yourself out of their lives. Because that's only going to extremely intensify things inside their mind. You want to be supportive of them. You want to find out what the event was that caused them to start drinking. You want to be understanding of it. And you want to help them deal with that. And like I said, once once they're able to deal with that event, that trigger event, they'll then be able to start dealing with the fact that they're an alcoholic and can start the healing process and stop abusing Alcohol. You really don't want to continue thinking that they're that they're choosing that that way, that they're choosing to be that way, because they're not. They've gone through something, and whatever it was, they don't want to talk about it because they feel it's going to be a burden, and they don't want to burden anybody with their problems. But they can't deal with the problem either, so they turn to alcohol to deal with it. <clears throat> so it's your job really to help them understand that it's not whatever the problem is however big or small it is it's not a burden you still love them you still care about them and you're going to help them through this and I'm not saying it's going to be easy they're probably going to be extremely um, hard to talk to at first Especially if they're like my mom who does not like talking about the past. It's going to be a struggle. But if you can get them to open up. And you can help them deal. That will, that's only going to strengthen your bond. That's only going to strengthen your relationship. And it's going to show them. It's, you know, it's so much relief. It's going to literally going to relieve so much pressure off of their shoulders, 
once they realize that whatever their problem is isn't a burden to you that you understand and that now that you know you're right there with them to help them through it that will literally relieve so much pressure off of them and assist in their ability to be to quit abusing alcohol the support system is very very important for an alcoholic they need to know that they, that they have people in their corner that are understanding and are willing to help them through this I'm telling you that's all you need to do I, you know, I'm sure people were expecting to open this episode up or even the alcoholism blog post on the redcoward.com blog and hear something completely different <clears throat> but the reason why I decided to do this podcast episode and write that blog post is because I'm tired of society viewing alcoholics as evil as the bad guys and you don't know what they've been through what they experienced that caused them to pick up the bottle They might not know that that they're you know putting a strain on a relationship, and they might. And if they do know, if they're when they're while they're still sober, they admit that they know that their drinking is putting a, a strain on their relationship, and then they still drink. It's because knowing that is only furthering their depression. The more depressed they get, the more they drink. And they're drinking to cope with the, with the depression. So you make that depression worse, the more they're going to drink. Which is why I'm saying you got to find out what the cause is. Because they're not bad people. A lot of them are very good people. <clears throat> they just don't know how to deal with whatever the trigger event was. So they turn to the bottle. And they, they they fear that if they try talking to anybody, that nobody's going to want to know them anymore. Because their problem's a burden. And I'm tired of society viewing alcoholics like that. And like I've said, I have grew up with alcoholics. I know many more alcoholics that I was friends with. Or uh, that I've spoken to. They're not bad people. A lot of them are very kind-hearted people. The only thing wrong with them is the abuse of alcohol. And I'm telling you, if you can find out what that trigger event was, help them deal with that trigger event, and let them know that no matter what, you love them and you care about them and you're right there by their side to help them through it, they won't need to drink no more. And when they begin to realize now that you are there, their issue is not a burden for you. That it's not going to scare you away. You That you want to help them. They'll begin to realize that they have a drinking problem. And then they'll be able to admit it to you finally that they have a, a problem. And hopefully <clears throat> they'll come to you when they feel the urge to start drinking again. When they get upset. When they get upset, instead of instead of reaching for the bottle, they reach out to you instead. 
And that's really what you want. You want them to go to you or anybody else in the support network that you help them build, whether it's just you or you and your siblings or you and a couple of your parents' friends, however you build that support network for them. You want them to be able to go to to you or anybody else in that network when they get upset. So instead of picking up the bottle, they reach out to one of you. Or if you are the alcoholic, you need to understand that your spouse, your children, your friends, they know you have a problem. Chances are, they're, if they're, especially if they're still sticking around, they, they're trying to understand. So if you are an alcoholic currently, just bring up to your family and friends what your problem is. Talk to them about it. And ask at least one of them, if not a few of them, if when you get upset and you're thinking about reaching for the bottle, instead of reaching for the bottle, can you reach out to one of them instead? And just take note of who who says yes. And make sure you call one of those people when you want to pick up the bottle. I also want you all whether you're a non-alcoholic trying to help an alcoholic or you are the alcoholic I want you to go to community.redconrad.com and join the community it's still a, a relatively new young community but it's a community that we're putting together where people can come to, to for, for support and to give out support to others it is a private community so only members are able to see what the members are talking about and, and who the members are. Nobody outside the community can see the, can see what's being said inside the group. Okay? And the reason why I want you all there is because on top of the support network that's right there local to you, I want you to know that you have a support network that spans the nation, the world even. And so if you can't reach out to your, your local support network, there's still somebody that you can reach out to. And you can get support. And then I also want you to, uh, to try to understand too that by coming by becoming a member of this community and sharing your story and sharing your progress every step of the way, how much power that story has. You might actually inspire somebody to uh, try to work on their problem. Or if they are working on their problem, but they're struggling with it, maybe reading your story will help calm them down and give them the strength that they need to keep on fighting. So again, that's community.redconrad.com. It is a group on Facebook. I'm working on um, building communities on other platforms as well. So I know there are plenty of people who no longer use Facebook for various reasons. This one is currently strictly on Facebook. Community.redconrad.com <coughs> will forward you to the Facebook group. <coughs> it's a private group. 
and you, you and you'll find all the support you need there, as well as the ability to give support to other to other members. All right. So on that note, I'm going to uh, leave you off here. If you have any questions or comments, please email them to me at uh, red at redconrad.com and put alcoholism or something in the subject so I know that you're referencing back to this podcast or um, the blog post. Basically, this this topic. Um, and... I will see you hopefully in the next episode. Thank you for listening. And I will hopefully see you in our community. Again, that's community.redconrad.com. And I'm going to say one more time. I want you all also to hop over to happy.redconrad.com. And just take a look at the Xantamax. And all the benefits that that product has. And if you have any questions about that, you can go ahead and email me about that as well. And I'll be happy to answer, answer any of your questions. Like I said, that, that the Xandamax has helped a lot of people with a lot of different things. And it is helping me. I don't, not only helping me to quit smoking, it's helping me with my anxiety. It's helping me with my depression. And it, it's a really great product. So I want you to go over to happy.recounter.com and <clears throat> uh, just read about that product as well. And if you have any questions about that, you can email me about that as well all right i will see you in the community and i will i will hopefully see you in the next episode god bless well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of red Commerce wellness podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you do enjoy this podcast please consider becoming a monthly subscriber by clicking on the button or the link in the description of this podcast. Your monthly donation will will help keep this podcast going, as well as help support the Wellness Fund. You can read more about the Wellness Fund at redconrad.com. Or alternatively, you can uh, leave a donation at paypal.me slash r-e-v-d-r-r-e-d. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Red Conrad's Wellness Podcast. I really do hope you enjoyed listening. I will see you next week. God bless.